the power to wield life and death, immunity to poisons is coursing through your veins. Even if this is only true for plants, but with power comes great responsibility. What is the cost of this power? Is it worth it? Is it worth life and death to bring life and death? Welcome to the Black Bibliophile. This is a podcast where I, Osa, review books and the stories behind them, from the hidden meanings to the secret treasures and everything in between. To quote Cicero, a room without a book is like the body without a soul. And with that, let us jump right into this week's episode of The Black Bibliophile. You're some kind of actual black girl magic. Hey Biblios, welcome back returning listeners, welcome to new listeners, welcome to the family, welcomes all around. <laughs> Let's jump into this week's show. Last week we discussed Wings of Ebony by JL and I really really love that book. I believe we started off 2022 with a bang and we're going to continue that bang so I can't wait to talk about the book on this week's episode but before we do that we're going to talk about the question I asked you guys last week I asked you guys if you could have a superpower what would it be once again I'm just going to rush through these because there's not really much to talk about with superpowers if I could have a superpower mine would be to be able to have all superpowers because why have one where you can have all like duh (laughs) so let's go in a lot of y'all said, like, a lot of y'all, a lot, a lot of y'all said teleportation and read minds. So I'm going to say the others. Know certain things. Kill all the bad peeps. Super speed. Enhanced senses. Time travel and abnormal wisdom. And last but not least, see the future for a few seconds during emergencies. Now, that's what I call a range of responses. Y'all just don't miss. The biblios just don't miss. <laughs> this week, we'll be reviewing This Poison Heart by Kaylee Bayron. Sis did her thing with this one. I know I said this a lot, but these female authors really don't be playing, especially these black girls. Black girls don't carry last. Black girls don't carry last. Duh. This poison heart has poisons, mythology, secrets, creaky old mansions, conspiracies. Did I say secrets? And so much more. Like, what else could I ask for? The cover? Beautiful. The green really complemented Bria's skin so well. And... When they say black girls can pull off any colour, they weren't playing. Black girls can pull off any colour. Should I say that again for the people at the back? I will. Black girls can pull off any colour. You got that? If you enjoyed, no, if you loved Tracy C on Legendborn as much as I did, then don't run. Don't walk. 
swim and fly to your TBRs and add this book ASAP. Add This Poison Heart by Katie Byron to your TBRs ASAP. This Poison Heart does with Greek mythology what Tracy Dion did with Arthurian legends. We've got strong black heroines, magical heritages, gothic elements, family secrets, love interests. These are just yes, 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 yes. Come on now. This book ticked every single box for me. At this point, I was even trying to conjure up new boxes. Did she include a letter beginning with E? Did she have a word beginning with F? Because the boxes were just filling out to make new ones and she was still filling them. <laughs> Kaylee Byron did not miss. Ticked every single box. This Poison Heart is about a girl named Briasis. She works in a flower shop with her two moms and she has the natural affinity for plants. An affinity that makes them approach her like friends and grow at supersonic speed. Also, she's immune to poisons. I was like thinking to myself, this girl is literally a real life poison ivy. And I was so delighted when one of the characters in the books comes to a similar conclusion. Like, Yes. Apparently, there's also some sort of secret garden retelling. But I'm just going to have to run with the Poison Ivy comparison because I don't really know how far the secret garden comparison goes. And the people who have come to this conclusion, I don't know how far they've gone with it. Or if they're just trying to have some form of black relevance and relate it to something that was very neuro and white centric because that is what secret garden is so i'm not really sure how far you can really establish this with that so i'm not gonna flow with it i'm not comparing it to secret gardens people have but i'm not going to do that because it's not really there you know yeah <laughs> you know brie even meets her own harley quinn which is her best friend and her love interest and we just love it and I can't wait for the next book to see how far their relationship blossoms because they're so cute so so cute yeah <laughs> anyways Reese's finds out that her birth mother left her house that comes with its own apothecary hey gods apothecary i cannot say this word i'm sorry yeah and a garden and this is where things get weird because other people are interested in the garden some are benign and some of them are not not exactly some of them are very very evil and will kill to get this garden <sighs> i just need Brius alive y'all i can't i can't fathom another character death because these authors need to stop killing people. Stop. If you want jazz. If you want some form of seasoning in the plot. You want some plot twist. Make them go in a coma. Don't kill them. I don't want death. I can deal with a coma. Because I can have the hope that maybe they may come alive. Not a complete end of story. They're flatlined and they're dead. And there's no more hope. Please. I'm begging all authors unite. Stop it. Please. I've said my piece. The deeper Briasis delves into the history of her family and the garden, the more she learns what exactly is at stake. My biggest issue regarding the plot was the poor pacing. 
The main character didn't even arrive at the primary setting until about 25% of the way through. The exposition dragged on for a huge chunk of the beginning and made it hard to get through. Because of how slow things were at the start, it kind of seemed like everything was happening in the last chunk of the book, especially in the last few chapters. This book definitely suffered from major final syndrome where it's like everything is happening at the end. The finale has to be big and I feel like it kind of makes it feel rushed in a way. But at the, it works. I can say it honestly works for this book. Some books it doesn't. But this book and White Smoke, it worked because of the kind of atmosphere the authors were kind trying to portray with the book. So that kind of pacing does work for the end. Some books it doesn't. So authors, tread with caution when you try and do this. Another problem I had with this book, which I also kind of quite liked, was the use of the immortal love interest trope. It's revealed later in the story that the love interest is actually 336 years old, but in a body of a 17-year-old girl. The main character is barely 17 and yet supposed to be dating someone hundreds of years her senior. This might not be a bother to some, but I wouldn't even say it's a no for me. Like, logistically, yeah, it's a, it's a hot no. Um, You're really almost quadruple my age. No, you're more than quadruple my age. Tens of thousands. Okay, not tens of thousands, but you're tens. Maybe 20 times my age. But then at the same time, at the same time, eh? It's really like, yeah, definitely like 20, 30 times her age. It's really like, they're about the same age if you think about it because she's trapped in the body of a 17-year-old. So really and truly, they're about the same age. And the relationship is just so cute. So I actually don't have a really problem with it. Just logistically, when you think about it, numerically, it's disgusting. But really and truly, when you think about it, contextually, it's so cute. So no, I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> okay. My final, I guess, critique of the book was the author's unwillingness to use words like lesbian, gay, bisexual, or queer. This book does have a modern setting, so the author's avoidance of LGBTQ terms makes little sense. Like, let's say if the book was set in the past and was a historical YA fiction, then I would understand, but really and truly, it's set in the modern day. These terms are being used day in, day out all over social media. So it makes sense for the... It would make more sense for the writer to have used appropriate terms when discussing characters' sexualities and things like that. Yeah. So now that we've got the negatives out of the way, let's talk about what I actually really enjoyed about this book. The characters. Brias, amazing. I loved her relationship with her mom's beautiful. Loved her relationship with um the love interest. I'm not going to say her name because I kind of really want to talk about her in the next time we talk about this book in the sequel because i feel like she's gonna have more of a prominent role like she didn't really have that much of a role and also not gonna lie i kind of forgot her name although i love her so much i really did forget her name because she didn't have that much of a prominent role in the book so we're just gonna have to see oh <laughs> i just remembered her name her name was marie so yeah love marie absolutely loves her love when she defended Brice and basically killed people that were trying to kill Brice. that was just so cute but um yeah so i'm gonna wait until the next part when i talk about her more because based on the cover the cover has both of them on the front the cover for this book only had Brice on the front so that tells me that marie is going to have a more of a prominent role in the next book therefore meaning that i'll be able to talk about her more so you see why i'm not talking about her do you understand yeah the magic system mm. 
it was sexy because the influence of mythology was something that surprised me but was also super cool and it really spoke to the inner child of me who basically loved learning about greek mythology and stuff like that so it was like me time traveling back into my childhood and remembering when i used to learn about greek mythology and zeus and hades and all that and it was really really fun hands in love adoption I feel like adoption is kind of taboo and nobody really talks about it. And I really appreciated how the author made it clear that Briss wanted to learn about her birth mother and her family was not a betrayal to her moms. And it was this topic was just handled with so much care. And the dark side around abduction was also brought to light where families may not know about each other, um legal proceedings may not take place and people may try and lie and um in some ways try and take the birthright of the adopted child or the child that was given away for adoption right under their noses and it was handled with just so much utter care and respect and it wasn't just like a use of um a tool to get the story across it was a tool to just not just get the story across but a tool to educate people and i really loved that and then can we just say the black representation because we always gotta say that black representation matters this book was written by a black woman for black people for black girls in particular it was amazing to say the least yeah i enjoyed this book thoroughly enjoyed it it was sort of a light and breezy YA that i craved and it didn't really pull any punches like really i didn't feel like it was a drag to read Near the last quarter was quite brutal and I can't wait to see where the author goes from there in telling Brace's story. There was a lot to love in this book. It was beautiful descriptions of plants, nature, elemental magic, which is kind of a weakness of mine. Like, I love me a little book with some kind of magic in it. Love it. Fairy tales and mythology, LGBTQ rep, main character who loves and will do anything for her family, a really driving sense of pace that kind of had me turning pages, even a part of me wanted to make this book last longer and just hold on to the story longer. Like I remember when I finished it, I sat down for a good 20 minutes and kept rereading the last line or last page because I didn't want the book to end and I was in denial of the book ending. (laughs) It was just that good. And I do believe that once the plot picks up, once the pace starts going, this book was impeccable because I just couldn't stop reading. I couldn't put it down. I loved how the author brought into the play for the next book. And I don't know if this series is going to be a duology or if it's going to be more, but I am here for every single one of them because I know it's going to play out with a lot of myths, magics, more, and I cannot wait. Seriously, can't wait to read the next sequel. Um, I'm dead serious. I need the sequel in my hand yesterday. So, yeah. And now for the ratings. <laughs> I am going to rate this book a big fat five poisonous stars because, um, why not? It was just that good. <laughs> If you're still not convinced whether This Poison Heart by Kaylin Byron is the book you need to read next, chill, let's read the first page. White Roses, Genius Rosa, Family Rosae, Common Name, Evening Star. 
Mr. Hughes took a dozen of them to his wife's grave every weekend, rain or shine. He had for the past year. He didn't care about the genius or the species, only that there were 12 of them, waiting for him every Sunday, wrapped in brown paper and tied with a string. My mum was going to have to tell him that the delivery truck hadn't arrived last night like it was supposed to. Flipped over on the Brooklyn Queens Expressway, the driver was okay but our shipment of evening stars was scattered across six lanes of traffic. I'm so sorry Robert, mum said as Mr Hughes dressed in his Sunday best, came into the shop. There was an accident and we didn't get our regular shipment. We should have a new delivery in the next few days. He gripped the lapels of his freshly pressed navy blazer, his bottom lip quivering as he ran his hand over his mouth and sighed. He looked like he might fold in on himself. Grief was heavy. It could do that to a person. After that, you're still telling me you don't know if you want to read the book or not. Ciao. Get the book. Just get the book. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Black Bibliophile podcast. I'm your host, Osa. This week, we discussed This Poison Heart by Caden Byron. And I just love this book so much. Next week, we'll be discussing When Breath Becomes Air by Paul Calanthe. This book is so... I've started reading this and the writing style is just so beautiful. I can't wait to finish this book and discuss it with y'all. If you want to join in on the conversation, leave an email, IGDM or even a voice message. Links to these various destinations are in the description of this week's episode. There will also be a question in the description of this week's episode as well on my IG story. This week's question is, is the world better with or without secrets and why? I cannot wait for your responses y'all have never missed. I'm excited to read those. And with that, thank you once again for tuning in. I love you guys so much. Have a great rest of your day, a blessed rest of your week and a glorious weekend. Until next time, God bless you and goodbye.